1: Welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the number one Cardiff City podcast, brought to you by Wales Online.
2: Hello and welcome to Blakey's Bootroom podcast here from Wales Online. It's deadline day in the bootroom, all very excited. Dominic Booth here with Paul Abandonato and Nathan Blake, welcome to you both. Hello. Good afternoon, hello. I'm disappointed to see you're not wearing your yellow tie for Deadline Day, Blakey. Uh, blue, isn't it? Blue, well, it's always blue. Always blue in the, blue in the boot room. And Paul, Absolutely. welcome back. We missed you last week. No, you didn't, but go on. Did, you, did you listen while, while we were. Of course, he listened. Listen. I'll leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with some Deadline Day chat then, boys. Um, obviously, by the time the listener hears this, some of it might become irrelevant but we need to talk about Joe Ledley, don't we, Blakey? Some uh, s- some bits and bobs circling today. Mm. Obviously, he, he may join after the window mm. as a free... Because he's a free transfer. A yeah. free transfer. But, but what do you make of uh, the rumours re- resurfacing about Ledley?
0: Well, it's probably due to the fact that he hasn't got a club, if you're totally honest. It's not because I think he... Well, I can't, I can't say for gospel, but rumour had it that he was thinking uh, now wasn't really the time to be returning to Cardiff um, I think that was the back end of the last season um, so I don't see really what's changed from that other than the fact he's without club now and obviously you've got World Cup qualifiers and what have you and people whether the manager uh, Chris Coleman picks him for uh, the Welsh first team or not I don't know, but even if he does, people will be questioning that. Mm. It kind of, like, leaves Chris wide open to criticism if they lose and he, and he plays and he doesn't play well. Is but it an agent, uh, maybe, maybe well, making
2: noises on deadline day? Well,
0: there's probably... If I was representing Joe and nothing had come forth, it's exactly what I would do, yeah, to try and generate interest or stir someone else who was maybe thinking of it. Um... In bringing them out of the woodwork, also, so it's uh, it's it might be something in it, it might be something or nothing. I suppose we just have to watch this space until twelve o'clock tonight.
2: Well, you're our inside man on this one. Do you think it's it's a good fit for the Joe to come home now? Obviously, okay. 2010 last time he was in Cardiff.
1: I don't think he's Cardiff's first choice. To be brutally honest, I think. Okay. They, I'm First of all, I'm surprised that they're in for a midfield player because I thought Cardiff's squad was settled. I thought, well, but but I'm assured. They are trying to sign another midfielder. I don't think Joe is Warnock's first choice, but he's certainly high up there in the pecking order. I think the important thing to remember is that Cardiff, if Joe were to come back, he's not the swashbuckling, up-and-down, box-to-box merchant that used to play for Cardiff as a teenager and an early 20-something. He's more battle-hardened. And he's more of a warrior-like player now who sits in the midfield, as he does with Wales. Now... The interesting thing for me, I'm keen to ask, but I know Blakey, Blakey's firmly of the opinion that Cardiff City need another dominant midfielder next to Gunnison. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Joe Riles is playing excellently at mm-hmm. the moment. So um, a would a Ledley Gunnison combination, Nath, be a little bit too. Samey. L- There's nothing wrong with samey because mm-hmm. teams do have two holding midfielders these days, but, yeah. but would they be a little bit too. Not mobile enough, if you like. Yeah, what, I know what you mean. In, or does in, in, that matter in, with the forward power that we covering got? ground?
0: I think what I think what I think what it would offer Neil Warnock is probably the opportunity to play a proper holding number six, because I don't think there's many who can do the job better than Joe. There's probably players who can do it as good, but you'd have to go to the extremes of like the Matic to be seeing people who do it. Better, yeah, and I think what you've seen when Joe's performance in the Euros after being injured a serious injury and having no preparation to go into the Euros, and then how he performed in Euros was remarkable, really. Yeah, and he came out of that tournament at semi final stage as for me being one of the best holding midfielders in the tournament. So, what you're getting is a player where at the moment Cardiff. Kind of, I say have to play to Rawls and Gunnison. But I would say if you had Joe, I think you could prob- quite comfortably go with one sitting and two ahead, which gives Cardiff an extra option in an attack mode. In saying that, I wouldn't say that Gunnison and then Rawls would be the options. I would say it would probably be Rawls a Loic or Loic and Gunnison I think it gives Neil Warnock another string to his bow attacking because it labels an extra player to move from midfield into an advanced midfield position and it gives him a stronger basis for defending because like I said Joe's probably outside the top six probably the best holding midfielder because he's one of them he does a lot of work that people don't necessarily see you've probably you probably understand it, Paul, because you would watch him. And that's what the first rule, if you're trying to understand someone's game and what they do for the team, you don't watch the game, you watch the individual. And if you watch Joe's individual performance, he, 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 he gives some special performances. Yeah. If listen, you, listen,
1: Joe Rawls is playing exceptionally well at the moment, and he's offering an energy that's been lacking in the midfield. We've discussed this with Peter Whitty number four, too static. Rowles and Gunnison is far more of a blend. So Ledley well. makes it so much more solid, yeah. doesn't it? But Ledley is a better player than Joe Ralson. Absolutely, he's a, a better player than Gunnison. You're for me. talking about a 73 times cap. Yeah, no, he is. He's a better played, player than Gunnison. Who's played at the top level. I know people question Celtic's standard mm. in the Scottish Premiership, but you know he's been in the Champions League with Celtic, mm. he's played in the Premier League with Crystal Palace, he's played at the highest level with Wales, since leaving Cardiff, this is all... You know, he's only 30, we're not talking about a 34-year-old has-been, no. he's, still he's still got, got three, to be four good, very good years it. could his experience be something kind of neat, I'm wondering this is the question I was asking, I'm wondering if he and Gunnison would work dovetail well I think even though it, though it seems similar, if you've got the mobility of Mendes Lang, Zahora, Hoylet and Damore in front of them, yeah. got, or maybe Joe Rounds could play slightly further yeah. forward. I think the, the
0: beauty of it is, I think if you're looking at Joe Ledley, he's a left-sided player. Same as Joe Rowles, obviously. But him and Gunnison would balance off each other. And like I say, listen, I rate Gunnison, but I do think Joe is slightly better. If you give me the choice to have either or in my team as a holder midfielder, I'd take Joe Ledley.
2: It's interesting at the moment, there seems to be a divide, though, among the Cardiff fans. Mm-hmm. A lot saying... Maybe it's not the best time to, for Ledley to return. You know, he's, there's a lot of affection for him. Well, it's, be- it's,
0: it's because he's without club. Yeah, so people start to think, oh, have there's something wrong.
2: That, have people forgotten that he's an in international? You, Premier League you forget what he, what
0: performances he, yeah. he's given. You know what I mean? You, you do. It's just something. Like he was that. playing
2: the Premier League last season, and he like like Paul says, you know, he's had arguably, Wales appearances. arguably Wales' appearance.
0: Arguably, Wales' player of the tournament. I, arguably, I, mean, I don't arguably. without a pre without. Uh, a, a training session running into it or very few training sessions running into that tournament there's not many players come back off that injury in that scale of time and then play at, the, at that level so that tells you something not only about the physicality but also about his mentality that you know, there's not going to be a bigger tournament or a bigger competition than the Euros
1: Listen, Dominic, I think football is a game of opinions. There Mm -hmm. will always be a divide, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think it's a divide as in a 50-50 divide. From what I've seen on social, the reaction I'm getting, the results of our own poll... But indicate that far more are in favour of Joe Ledley coming than are against.
2: But is there a division in, in Warnock's mind? Like you said, he's not maybe not Ledley's maybe not Warnock's first choice. Is there a division in Ledley's mind? Is Cardiff his first choice?
0: No, I don't think I don't think he, he would have a first choice. When you when you come to the end of your contract and then uh, Crystal Palace say to you, um, right, you your service to requirements you can go basically then it's you don't say right well, I want to go there I heard someone talking on a radio station today saying like player power and it seems to be now that players uh, are able to demand where they want to go well, that's ridiculous if the club don't want you you can't if I say I want to sign for Liverpool tomorrow and Jürgen cop goes well I don't like that player there's
2: only a very small amount of players that can do that you Messis and Ronaldo you know. yeah but you know
0: you'd, you'd even have managers who say I wouldn't want to play I wouldn't want that player because he would upset so many other things that I do well. So, you know, like Paul says, it's a game of opinions, but um, no, I, 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 I just, I, I, I think Joel Ledley is a good signing at the end of the day. I think if you look at him, what he's done, what he's achieved, what he can still achieve and his age, yeah, if you look at the whole package and you're getting him for free.
2: Mm, of course,
0: yeah. Yeah, and he's got four, three or four good years left in him. You know, you look at the whole package, and does he strengthen your squad? Or does your squad stay relatively what it is? Well, he definitely Absolutely. enhances and strengthens your squad. So if you're building towards Premier League, can that player then play in Premier League? when you If you do get promoted and step up, you probably become the main focal of the defensive midfield, he'd be the main focal point. So I don't see any negatives in it, to be honest
1: with you. Crikey, if Neil Warnock's listening, go out and sign him, now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be, a, like he the said, ju- the jury on a ferry to my profile. Like,
2: uh,
0: but <laughs> it's true, what, what negative is there? You're not paying 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 million. His wages aren't going to be ridiculous in the big scheme of things.
1: You know what He's it is? 30 years
0: old. He's still got at least three to four good seasons in him. His power of recovery is ridiculous, as he proved going into the Euros. He can play at the very highest level internationally.
2: It's a Ledley-Lovin. It's not a Ledley-Lovin,
1: it's just fact. Listen, <laughs> list, me. Listening to this, do you know what it reminds me of? Without any of the stars, without any of the standard is it another Craig Bellamy coming home type thing, wanting to do something for your hometown club, mm. and the fans would accept one of their own coming back? And all yeah. that. Nowhere near the standard of Craig Bellamy, I've got to emphasize as a player, mm. but somebody who's probably still good enough for the Premier League, yeah. bit at Brighton or a Huddersfield, that sort of side, yeah. prepared to step down into the Championship because it's his hometown club. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's turned down two Championship clubs, mm. so he's loath to... Come down a division, but Cardiff might just appeal because of.
0: Mm. And I can't believe for one minute that there wouldn't be offers from places like America and China. Yeah, I think you know, yeah. you know that, that that to me, if if you're looking at the money thing, then you know even if you do it for a year and then just say, "Oh, I'm homesick." Yeah. You know, you might go out there and create a great life for yourself. Don't know, but. If it's a money thing, then I, I don't think, I don't think. well, you can't label it that, oh, he's only coming home for the dough because we're paying him more. Than... So there's no negative on the signing. And Neil Warnock said he wanted a midfielder.
2: It all seems to fit. What about maybe balancing the books then if Ledley does come into the wage bill? Obviously, apologies to the listener who's listening to this on Friday or Saturday. Mm. But we must talk about deadline day because we're in the hub of it right mm-hmm. now what about those outgoing players Dexman John's already gone on loan to To Rangers Rangers, yeah. Craig Noon another one potentially going to Bolton again we'll have to wait and see how that one develops Anthony Pilkington and Stuart O'Keefe also mentioned Mm. all good players any of those you'd really want to keep though
0: I'll probably surprise people now I I was really disappointed in um, O'Keefe's performance against Burton because he is he has proven he can play Premier League comfortably.
2: I agree. Yeah? yeah,
0: and I know it's difficult, and I've been there. It's difficult when you're playing against Burton in the cup, you know. But these are players who hadn't been playing in the league and want to prove not only to other clubs or, or other interested parties, but to show Neil Warnock something as well. So you go out and you you blitz it, sort of thing. That's the attitude usually. So he was disappointed with people like O'Keefe. Uh, I think Pilkington's looked never. sluggish as well. Pilkington, well, he, he's almost gone from being one of the main men to not even in the thoughts within 12, probably six months. Not in the first 10. choice, 18, is he? No. no, so it's understandable. And when you, I suppose, when you're... Because for me, he's a winner. He's not a centre-forward. That's one thing he needs to sort out, what position... Uh, I mean, he can cover different positions, but he's a winger. He's not a quick winger, but he's very tricky. He's got a good turn and twist and can, you know, wrong foot players. But I think that's been part of Pilgrim's problem because he's almost like drifted in to becoming a number nine, especially under um, Slade. Slade, when, you know, you, you, your goals per game's record over the past. Never been good. And you're a little greedy, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. You shoot from ridiculous angles. Which, clever striker, and being a winger, you should know, well, if he's in a better position than me, I just set him up and it's a tap-in. So, for me, um, I'm not surprised in any of those players leaving the balance. I think Craig New needs a fresh start. I think he's just, just outstayed the club. I think it's just time for him to move on. And, um... O'Keefe was probably my most disappointing especially when Neil Warnock is stating publicly I'm looking for a central midfielder
2: and you've got one there and it's and he's O'Keefe. a good
0: player very got good player he's got the potential uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah but if he's not happy it, it's funny isn't it how the creative hub under Slade was Noon Pilkington Whittingham none of whom clearly and to a degree O'Keefe was, was a re- you, know, when, you know when he was playing at mm-hmm. Slade liked him as well none of them fit into Warnock's planning at all for whatever reason
0: uh, well I think you've got a difference in uh, there's no disrespect to Slade but a difference in managerial class
1: right you've got someone who Neil Warnock
0: is a higher class of manager than someone like a Russell Slade and I always state that what you've seen under Russell Slade and Paul Trollope to a degree is a dressing room running the manager Now what you're seeing is the manager running the dressing room. It's a complete, total different mentality, psychology. It totally is how it should be. You can have a strong dressing room, you can have a dressing room with leaders, lots of leaders in it, but those leaders follow one man's orders. That's the way it is. Now, if you don't believe in that man or you don't think he's up to the fight sort of thing... And it's difficult, it's really difficult as a player, if you have leadership skills and have the club has relied on you for those leadership skills, it's very difficult to then switch them off.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Well, that, that one man's leadership skills have led Cardiff to five wins out of five. Um, and more on that in part two, where we're going to be discussing how long can it be maintained.
1: You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online.
2: Well, my question for part two then, chaps, is how can Cardiff continue their early season form past the international break? Uh, Paul, I believe you wanted to make a make a
1: point on this. Well, only that, that as we speak, the transfer window is still open. It seems hard to believe that Cardiff City have actually signed a lot of players in this transfer window. It, a huge know, just, number. Did, Warnock did the work really early. And now, it's it,
2: thanks to those players that they have made the start they have in it, many cases. It is.
1: no. This is going to sound heresy to say this, but for me, the jury's still out a little bit on some of these players, yeah? Mendes Lang is clearly a sensation. He's the ma- one of the main reasons. It's not the main one that caught up at the top of the table. I've said to you before that, that Warnock raved in private about Lope D'Amore. I know he's done the same with you, Nate, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he clearly looks... A good player. A quality player, yeah? The jury's just out a little bit for me on both goalkeepers. We haven't seen Lee Camp. Neil Etheridge made an error in the last game Trouble is I compare all Cardiff goalies unfairly now to David Marshall because that's what I'm used to and, and it's hard for anybody to measure up to that standard mm. unfortunately We haven't seen Callum Patterson mm-hmm. We've barely seen Lee Tomlin Well is that the
2: interesting one really if we're um, talking about who, who am I missing? Am I missing being out Well also um, Danny um, Ward who I think the jury's out on yeah,
1: so as well. Maybe I'm not being that unfair in making those observations. However, you you said, how can they stay at the top? I guess the answer to that is with this type of strength in depth, and that at some point Tomlin will come in and be a sensation, Patterson is supposed to be a right-back that is really, really highly rated, so might offer a new dimension defensively and defensively. Cardiff had high hopes that Ward would chip in with 10 to 15 goals this season. Once he starts doing that, that can help him stay near the top. I guess, you know, Etheridge and Camp must be capable goalkeepers. Well, or, or, or well I, I,
0: I I, think Etheridge has done okay. I think he's done, done okay. really well. Yep. Not, not exceptionally well, because he hasn't had to be exceptional, I don't think. But if you look at Saturday's game, out very late on when they get the opportunity and it's all ricocheting around the box and he just sticks that hand out and nicks it away from... Huge uh, It was a huge save. You yeah, know what Smith I mean? was bearing down. Yeah, ankle. yeah. So I think he's done... I think Etheridge his handling is handling has being good. Um, Apart from... I don't, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think he... I think the difference is I don't think either of them have been what you... They're not big, six foot five, powerful, you know, Box commanding goalkeepers, they seem to be more shot stoppers, and you know,
2: so often the case. These decent days. off
0: the line, yeah, yeah, because you know, not all of them are, are like big giant six, five, six sixes, But I, I, I think he's, I think he's done well. I think I don't think you can argue because Cardiff just conceded their first goal, league goal. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And he didn't play against Burton, so it's difficult to say. Uh, well, you know, he's not really. I would say, Etheridge, you know, you've got to take a lot of plaudits, kid, because you've done well, he's really in well. Two. One at Wolves, he had no, he had no one fault at, in. One at Wolves, one at QPR, which he had again had no fault in. You know what I mean? And up to that point, they conceded none. So, uh, you know, I think he's, he, they're probably, and you've got to realise they're new players, playing in front of a new back four. Playing in a new team, new manager, new fans, new stadium. Let
1: him let them nurture nurture oh, them and grow he, and they will. He was at fault with the QPR goal because he came out for the ball, didn't he? Um That's no, I mean, the he, one he was at fault for. was no, the no, Wolves no. goal we were saying yeah. he, he wasn't no, you at can. fault. But yeah, you know what,
0: I didn't what, think he was at fault for the QPR you know I what, goal. I thought what happened to the QPR goal is that Bamba got done. Bamba was actually the wrong side. If you look at it again, Bamba's in front of Smith, yeah. right? expecting not to be done with the pass, and the cross does him all ends up. Smith pulls off the back of him. Now, he's got to know that Smith is going to want, this is from my experience as a centre-half, Smith is going to want to pull on his back stick. That's what a big galoot striker wants to do. Right? He's always going to pull off. He's never going to run across you, or very rarely going to run across you. And from the position of, I think it was Freeman, the position of Freeman, he's just clipped a ball in. But because he was standing still, if you watch it, because he was standing still as he played it, I don't think Bamba thought he could get the purchase on it to do him from where he was, and he
1: didn't. He done him. But if Etheridge just stayed on his line, he catches the ball. I don't know, Paul. He's able to have the ball. I don't don't know. The point point I'm making here, though, is that I'm actually, despite what I see as a potential error, I'm not going to criticise Etheridge for Mm. that. I actually would like to see goalkeepers try to command their box as Mm. he did even if it would lead to the odd error now you look at uh, Bamba's winning goal Mm. that corner is allowed to drift right across the QPR goalkeeper's six yard box Mm -hmm. and surely the goalie's coming up got to come and punch that away or catch Mm. it so I actually don't blame Etheridge for the goal I just I'd actually like a goalie who comes and commands it I hope he's not put off doing that is what I'm saying
0: I think he's probably read the situation because what I've just explained where Freeman is stood still and playing a ball from a standing start. All this computes in your brain in about 0.1 second, right? It, the the fact that you can see Everidge, how he's playing the ball, he's not on the run. He can see Bamba's position. He can see Smith's position. As soon as that ball, that ball takes flight, within about a millisecond, Everidge would have known Bamba's going to be under that I need to come and challenge or try and get a punch on it so for me him coming was the right decision he just didn't get there and then when you see the size of Smith in comparison to Etheridge okay that makes sense if then he was a big 6 foot 5 Fraser Forster type keeper bang you know you know, Smith is probably going to get his nose broken or a good thump in the head <laughs> with the elbow, but he's able to come and clean
2: people I'm out. I'm really sorry that the listeners
0: can't but see. He's, Nathan's he's not, he's not body a big, solid. Do you know what I mean, Paul? He's not that kind who's going to come and be able to clean people out. But I thought it wasn't, a, it wasn't the right decision and it wasn't the wrong decision. If he had stayed and Smith puts it across him, back across him, people go, he should have gone for that. Yeah. If he goes and doesn't get there because the size of Smith and stature, Smith got there before him. People go, he should have stayed on his line. So he kind of damned if he do, damned if you don't. So for me, I was more, I wasn't concerned because Saul would know. I got called out there a bit. I didn't think that player could purchase that ball over me. I was, I would, I would have said Saul, just be careful not to step forward and think that as players in this league who can take you out
2: like back. you said before it's about communication it's
0: absolutely that but it will come it yeah. will come
1: so to go back to your question about how can Cardiff stay at the top yeah or cut out like these back. errors that Blakey talks well, about no, I think defensively Cardiff are fine solid they've solid. got fantastic defenders yeah. the goalies are okay yeah, yeah. it's my prediction right solid. again solid
2: um, um, um the midfield, I've completely forgotten, Nathan.
1: The midfield is old. the <laughs> midfield is decent. The key will be the front four. Absolutely Continuing to tear Now, do you know what probably hasn't come across in the in our own local media and also also on the boot room is, and this is perhaps the best testament of a lot to, to Zahora, Hoyle, and Mendes Lange in particular, and also either Tomlitt or Demore, whoever's played, is the admiration and shock. Are visiting fans. I've had the feedback from them. Sheffield United fans were genuinely gobsmacked by how good that Cardiff front four were mm. against them. Mm. Uh, Wolves fans were genuinely shocked how good they I were. Said they QP, QPR fans were overwhelmed at how good they were. Yeah. that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we don't realise here how good the four of them are, or maybe we well, do, and mm. we've the The reason why time.
0: I'm saying this could be a special season, and the reason why I would love. I mean, I wouldn't because I don't work for the club, but I would love someone from the club or someone from the club should take it upon themselves. I would go out and go to meet fans all over, whether it's down at Port Albert, whether it's over at the Ronda, whether they're up at Chepstow, and I would I would work tirelessly to try and get that stadium full again. And if it means taking... The, uh, Saying a few apologies, sincere apologies to people over what happened in the past and trying to get them back on board, I would. Because I'm telling you now, the start is so vital in a season, right? The first 10 games. Now, winning three, someone said to me last night, oh, I'm surprised at that statistic. Cardiff never won three games in a row. I said, well, just think about it. I said, let's go back to the 80s when Liverpool were at their finest. I said, they might have played Brighton at home played Luton at home and then gone away to Man United or gone away to Everton. It's, it, it, it's, there's not many teams who are going to say, I won our we won our first five games. So this could be something, I keep saying it's not for sure because the middle of the year is when it really counts. But I think we're powerful enough to handle the middle of the year. But I think this could be a special season. That's why I think the club... Should really, really, really be making greater efforts to try and get that stadium, like I repeat, how it is for a Welsh game, thirty-two thousand. It, it, it's, it's places. Then it becomes somewhere where players don't really want to come.
2: It's a good point as well because that's the only thing lacking. It at the,
0: is at the moment. At the moment, the spear is is chiselled and you know filed, and it's at a point. They're All coming need, back
2: slowly, aren't they? We've, but not quickly enough.
0: They but if if you're playing at your height
2: yeah you expect and you're not feeling it you the
0: gotta well then you gotta understand there's a there's a and there is a true reason why people are staying away and I understand I agree with why they stayed away and I used to say I've said on this show once the fan leaves you know how hard it is to get rid of a fan mm. you can do also look i mean look at places like Arsenal. okay Arsene, Wenger. You know, people have a Some of the Podcast. But yeah. <laughs> but you understand what I mean? To get rid of fans okay, Liverpool fans, twenty five years never won the Premier League. They're extending their stadium. If you had said the Liverpool fans in the eighties, oh new Premier League, you'll never win it. Up to two thousand and sixteen, seventeen you wouldn't have won it. They had they have right, mate, right, whatever.
1: I think I think with Cardiff though, I think the gate we judge them on is the Sheffield Wednesday gate that's coming up because You know, I had people moaning to me about the 18,000 the QPR game, which wasn't great for a team top of the table, for a club as big as we keep saying Cardiff are. Mm. But a lot of people are away. Bank holiday weekend, people Mm. are away. There's an international break now. Cardiff then go to Fulham and go to Preston, I think I'm right. On Tuesday night, yeah. 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 Then it's Sheffield Wednesday at home on something like the 16th, yeah. The Neil Warnock derby again. Then it's Sheffield Wednesday at home. If Cardiff are still at the top at that point, there's no real excuse at that point, is there? But, you know, there but is,
0: though. That's the point, Paul. There is the excuse. It's not an excuse. It's a true... It's a fact. It's a reason. You cannot change... I don't want to go overgrow old ground, but you cannot change colours and badges. Blase. All right? And you can't go down that route, which
1: no, the I, owners
0: would tend to go. I, what I don't I'm don't, saying, at the end of that, you lose so many people... Because they don't feel like this is my club anymore. I they don't feel part of it. I understand.
1: All and that. you're not
0: going to get those back without actually going, because you've got to understand a, a, a fan is like, you know, it's like an addiction.
1: But even with the colour and bars change, the ground was full, mate. Um, so why not get those ones back? No, but it was, but it was, was never back, full, you know? was it?
0: It was, it was. It was. It was. It was a lot of free giveaways. There was a lot of coercion to try and get more and more people in. But people will jump on it. I'll I'll wear the rent for a free ticket for the day, why not? You people will jump on it. But I'm saying like it it, it was it was it was a fad, it wasn't real. You're not building for the future. You're just, you know sticking a plaster on a, someone who's just lost their
1: arm. But the best, way and from a team point of view, they can't do any more to win them back, can they? They are top of the table. From a team, P- people absolutely say not. you follow success. This but is But if you success. look at,
0: if you look, what I find interesting, because I love the psychology of sport. If you look at um, Neil Warnock when he first came in, we were down to twelves and thirteens. Right. So what he's done straight away was go out to the fans, right, and he went around a few different because he knew. I need to get this show going again. I need to get some of these fans back on board. I need to get this stadium rocking again. So he understands it. Now it's, right, he's done his part and now the fans are up at eighteen, nineteen thousand 19,000 again. What I'm saying is there is the definitely the possibility that Cardiff should be averaging for me twenty-seven,
1: twenty-eight thousand. 28,000. To go back again to your original question at the start of this part of the show, Dom, how can Cardiff continue to set the top? I guess what we're saying here is that that ground becomes a fortress. Absolutely, yeah, Paul. That's the bottom line. But, the, the look look, look what happened. Right?
0: I can only go back and speak. Well, I say only. It's the best way to speak from experience. The year we won the league under Eddie May, it's a total. It's not a totally different thing because it's okay. It's a league, two leagues below, but the processes are the same for success. And Ninian Park, having twenty-two thousand in it. It, it was it was a cauldron. It was a frightening place. It was fine for us, because it's our backyard. And we're used to them nailing us if we're not playing well and having a go at us in it. But opposition fans don't want that. And I think if you can get, instead of 22,000, 32,000 at that new stadium, Cardiff kind of fans are hostile when the referee's bad or there's been a couple of fouls or whatever. It's nowhere near what it used to be in the days of hooliganism and all that, but it still can be a hostile place. Now, if I'm playing for Sheffield Wednesday and I'm coming down to Cardiff City Stadium and there's 18,000 fans and it's a decent atmosphere, that, great. If I'm going to Cardiff City Stadium and there's 30,000 30, fans and it's a cauldron, it's, they've been wiping people out, taking people out, and I've now got to go there and produce... And I know they're going to be on me from this. It's a totally different entity. Telling you. That is what Cardiff. Neil Warnock's done all he can do. Get them back. In my opinion. Get them back. The team has done all they can do, in my opinion. The club has done a lot, but not enough.
2: Still grounds to go, isn't it? Absolutely. Neil's done a brilliant job to get them back, and I'm sure they will keep bloody back if they keep playing like this. Mm. Uh, That's for sure. Part three coming after this.
1: Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live.
2: Part three then is Ask Blakey and there's a couple of deadline day related questions Mm. for you, Nathan. And I've also got one of my own which I'd like to start with, actually. Um, I don't know whether you'll have any insight into this, but it's always interested me how players react to... The speculation of a transfer window or of a okay. deadline day if you're the subject of a, a bid or a move mm. such as you know cardiff players have been or incoming players have been this summer does it get into your head does it you know you're in training are you looking at your phone are you looking at your watch or whatever on deadline day yeah yeah yeah
0: if you haven't moved i was fortunate you. enough to have been gone or been transferred in times where there was no windows uh, that sounds a long time ago it? <laughs> we're so, so used to
2: it now Deadline Day so if yeah. you were a player now well, would you it, be able to get on with your daily business and well, well you whatever can happens, because you happens. don't know
0: whether you're going to be here or there you know you say whatever happens happens ok take for instance I've got three children and a wife and I'm at Cardiff tomorrow I could be in Preston and my wife my three children are all going to have to pick up a move within the next couple of weeks, and then so it's not just I think what people in or in and around football tend to think. It's just the footballer you get a transfer. Why would it be? But if okay, for instance, I'll fire a question back at, at you. Yeah. If the Daily Mirror was saying, right, Dominic, we want you to come and be mm-hmm. editor of sport.
2: I'd have to talk to this man. On the, the
0: yeah, but you understand, you um, were not sure it might happen or there was rumour that it could be happening. You would be thinking, oh, am I going to be in Cardiff? Am I going to be yeah. in London? Am yeah. I going to be in Manchester? Well, well, well. It's just human nature. If, if there's something that is going to change your life...
2: It goes beyond football, doesn't it? it of
0: course it does, yeah. yeah. Because you, you you play football... But you still have to live. You still have to find a new place to live. You have to enjoy the area you are. You have to make new friends. You have to find a school for your kids. Your wife has to make new friends. It's, there's a lot more to it than just a player moving from one club to another. So, yeah, be on your mind. Lots of things uh, are on your mind.
2: Is that why we get this frenzy? Everyone's obsessed with deadline dating. Uh, I think me, the
0: frenzy... To me, the frenzy has been uh, developed by inflated transfers and sky. Yeah,
2: no, I can't disagree with that. I
0: think it's all and I think looking at it now, you know, are you again I heard someone talk they saying oh about the players and all this and I'm like, well you're the one who us, you perpetuate it. You love it. Yeah. Your channel love it. So why are you even you know what I mean? Why are you having a go at it? You know, without it,
2: you know... The very fact that we're talking about it. There you go. We're only adding to the hype. Will.
0: But I don't, I don't personally, I don't love it. I I, I I. don't really love the way football is just, to me, is out of control. Yeah. The amount of money that's come into it. Obviously. I've got a question to ask. Where's it all come from? Well, and why football?
2: We could be here all day discussing how football got out of control. Um, one note on the... On more Cardiff specific from Alex Davis on Twitter, yeah, he throws the name Jordan much into the mix mm. for a uh, potential returns to Cardiff City, mm. an alternative to Joe Ledley. Maybe throw it out to, to both you, Blakey, and Paul. Is that an attractive one?
0: Yeah, very. I think if you look in creativity, which I think is probably what I thought um, Neil Warnock was looking for a midfield, although. The more Loic is a, a, a seems to have creativity, and he he will get stronger and better. Um, but Jordan, I always always liked Jordan when he was here. Had a
2: terrific season in the Premier League. didn't he?
0: Yeah, it? yeah, he had a really and and it's funny since he's left, he had one good season, and then he's kind of it's just yeah. not worked for him. at, I think it was QPR and Palace. And and yeah, he just it's, never... it just seems to. Have, I don't I don't know how that happens, and I I, I find it difficult to see how players. Whether he's been injured or what, sit for so long, two years without, you know, being seen. Really, I just couldn't be a footballer like that. I have. I'd rather play in League One. (laughs) I would. I'm playing. It's the competition you're there for.
2: First team football. You know what I mean, Paul?
0: You're there for the competition, and you—that's you—you work all Monday to Friday, for me and Paul going to battle on a Saturday. You know, the money's immaterial. If I'm earning ten grand or two grand. I still look forward to that challenge against Paul on the side. It's like Saturday. Paul
2: walking for Wales online all week and not even doing the boot room. <laughs> <Yeah. some point. laughs> uh, another one from uh, Paul uh, Grono, hope I pronounced that right. Um, really interesting question, I think, for us to discuss for, for a minute or two. Is this the best transfer window Cardiff City have ever had? Transfer window, obviously, fairly a new phenomenon. It's as you been said. a very
0: good transfer window. I think i ever... There's a tendency for this word ever to be used so blase at the moment. <laughs> uh, and People are, seem to forget history very, very quickly. It's hysteria so anyway. rather than history. Well, like. I think if you look back at Cardiff's history and uh, look at all their transfers or what have you, uh, there is no way that you would say uh, any of the players they signed in this transfer window are the best signings Cardiff have ever made. Uh, I, wouldn't, I couldn't.
2: What was the window you joined Cardiff's as?
0: I didn't there was no windows no that's window. what I said there Here was no go. windows I know no. yeah and I was an apprentice
2: Paul um, we talked a bit about the transfer business card if we've done before this got got to rank up there with best in recent times at least best windows 10 years I give you 10 all. years
1: you know if you compare and get to Maybe that striker who came through <laughs> <Catherine laughs> and the <laughs> slate so no, Doyle and people like that yeah. of course it's better I thought he yeah. going to mention Cornelius again then Well, I, know. I, you know Cornelius is another example of that um, but look like Paul mentioned not, not all the signings
0: are on it at the moment you can't say like Ward
1: doesn't mean they're not up to it just, no
0: they've just not had the opportunity yet and they're all the, the signings some but... of them will fail
1: that's just a lot of averages listen the mo- look, you know the, the signings don't excite like anyone near as much as when Craig Bellamy came back, okay? Or even when Aaron Ramsey came back on a, on a loan for a while, right? Those were real blue, blue Rabanne signings. Mm. The most important thing in this transfer window is not Mendes Lang or, or, or Damour or the others, right? It's the fact <laughs> that they have kept hold of Kenneth Zahora. No. Yeah, uh, now, there have been <laughs> at least three clubs, I'm told, that have made bids for Zahora. Um, They've resisted. They've resisted for whatever you know. That's so important moving forward, Blakey, because if Zahora goes, all this bubble is burst in one go. Yeah, it just it, it just really is. sets a precedent, doesn't it? it no, we speak with X number of hours still to go to the window. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I don't think would,
0: I don't. I don't. I wouldn't see the point of Kenneth going right now, other than okay, the point. would you're playing Premier League football and you're earning a lot more money, but I would say even january i wouldn't I wouldn't see Cardiff because what what you've got to understand what intention it throws out, what people then think well you've been saying one thing and you're completely doing another, then you would get
1: fans but would that surprise you turn it that to
0: well, it wouldn't surprise Cardiff me. Always saw you if, were sold. If Cardiff he went, always
1: f- sell their best players. I've done all down the years from Tosha through to you. Yeah, you know, happens yeah. Ramsey. Yeah, best players. I deep. mean,
0: those are. Those, I mean, I was sold at a time when Cardiff had no money, really. Okay, Rick Wright was, but he was, he was looking to make quick oh, money really. and get well, off, wasn't I he? Over a
1: million in debt at the moment, aren't they? So, well, yeah, yeah,
0: I suppose, but you've got a billionaire financing it. Do you know what I mean? So. 100 million to a billionaire, okay, it's an awful lot of money. But in football today, when you've got players going for 220 million, it's well, not, is it?
2: Thursday afternoon, when we're recording this podcast, I'm sure the phrase Sky like to mention is the clock is ticking and it yeah, can't tick. I, can't, I
0: mean, Can if it? they go 30 million, if someone put 30 million, I think Warnock was quite uh, clever in that because the talk had been 10 15. So what he'd done was chuck a figure out there to put people off, basically, and to say, but if you are going to, you're going to have to pay proper dough for him. See,
1: see, if Cardiff were to get a 20 million pound offer, 30. So, well, say say they get 20 million. That's where i right? 20 million pound offer in January, right? Mm. It's a real dilemma because that of money keeps that football club going for X number of periods, yeah. But it also sends that completely wrong signal. Absolutely. And it's. Commercially, they can't turn it down. Commercially, they can't afford not to turn it down. Well, what I would do,
0: if I was a chief executive, I would speak to Kenneth and ask him how he felt about it, first and foremost. If he felt there was something that he was interested in or he was willing to do, move, I would say to him, "Okay, get us promoted, then then I'll sell you. But it won't be for 20000000 million. I'd agree with whatever club... He wants to stay till the end of the season. If we go to Premier League, he may change his mind. If he doesn't, his price tag will go up by another 10 £15, 20000000 And we'll move him on, but I'll be able to bring someone in for that kind of money then.
1: Subscribe to The Bootroom on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk.
2: Into part four then with no boot room next week we'll have our own international break we'll look we'll jump ahead to Fulham and possibly the trickiest tie Cardiff have faced in the league so far I say that just having experienced Fulham's own style of play under Jukanovic and the players that they've got hmm. and maybe a, a clash of styles Blakey when, uh, when Cardiff bring their sort of more fast and direct football to Craven Cottage
0: Yeah, Craven College is an interesting one. It's always been uh a
2: uh, it's not known for its hostility, is
0: it? Uh, for Cardiff fans, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we got the game abandoned when I when, when I played up there once for about 50, 20 minutes. You remember that, Paul? No. That Eddie May come over the tanner. I was asking the fans to calm down. <laughs> I I <didn't> remember? <laughs> I but we got we had to run off the pitch because they started coming over like ads coming over the fencing. It's strange
2: that like, in recent years, Craven Cottage has been quite docile. Oh
0: well, it's probably because they toned it down. Um, it's uh, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a great. It was a great day. It was. A, it was a great day. But uh, look, Don't Fulham are a very good like team, and right? they they're a good passing team. They started slowly.
2: Got a big win last week against Ipswich.
0: Yeah, but I, I I think I I I think when you if you said to me Cardiff got I think the worst Cardiff will draw from that is a is a a, a point a point
2: yeah the
0: worst. I'm, they can go I'm in, I'm, games, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're in. The, they get. They're going into a frame of mind where you will get beat, but we don't expect to get beat, and we are as good, if not better, than anyone. So, the big deal was made of Aston Villa, slapped, sent away. The hmm. Big deal was made against Wolves, slapped, sent away. QPR now, so complacency, slapped, sent away. So. You've now yeah. got Cardiff. All, it's all building
2: up to a really, really yeah,
0: Cardiff. prophetic prediction. Well, Cardiff are starting to get into a a a, a mind frame where yeah. we don't care where we go or who we're playing against. We're as good, if not better, than you. We're better than you, and, that, and, and that's that's a uh, uh, that's a dangerous animal to deal with, mate. Trust me.
2: I'm gonna go to Paul and mm. then. Uh, I will try. By the way, your prediction was four-one against QPR. Three or four-one, but so it was a win, a, wasn't it? A little bit optimistic. Yeah,
0: yeah, but two wins out of 2 innit. Two results, have I got them.
2: Well, we've got the result right. Yeah, we got the result right. We'll um, we'll <laughs> count that down as a half mark in the book. Thank you, um, Paul. What's your um, what's your view on the, on this one? And, and can Cardiff continue and make it six out of six?
1: Well, that run has to end at some point. Obviously, uh, I'm stating the obvious, but it does. Um, I remember something Blakey said on the boot room ahead of the Wolves game Wolves you know spent multi-millions was supposed to be the big acid test for Cardiff at Molyneux Blakey saying sometimes you can do this this and this but suddenly you can't get somebody bigger stronger does something a little bit differently and that was Cardiff that mm. day um, Cardiff have a decent record at Molyneux and I think Cardiff have a pretty decent record at Craven Cottage as well, Blakey. Yes, there they always seems to be goals in a Fulham-Cardiff mm. game. There was a cracking one by um, a last year, I think. Mm. Um, Fulham do play the best football in the divisions. Fulham have got two or three seriously good players at Championship level who yeah. shouldn't be at Championship level. Tom Cairn, a, a, a great player. Cessignon's a great player. They've got some, some decent players. Mm. Um, but... I don't know, I think, I think that Mendes, Lang, Zahora and Hoyler are going to be more effective away from home than even at home.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Cardiff, no, they don't have to attack.
1: Um, and they'll hit them on the break. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go for a 2-1 Cardiff. There
2: we are. I like that. Lovely, I like optimistic that. start. Um, Blakey?
0: I'm going to go for <laughs> a 1-1. One, one.
2: That was what, exactly what I was going to say as well. Yeah, right. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> we can't see it now. You can't win them all. I think that's the thing.
0: No, you, you can't win them all. But like I, I, I don't think they'll break their record, and I don't think they'll break that psychological. If you go to Fulham and get a point, you know Fulham are going to be in the top eight this season.
2: or you expect them to be? I think they'll be right up there. Yeah, yeah I think they'll be right up there. Well, that's all we've got time for today.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. what about your prediction, man? I'm saying one all. Same as you.
2: That's just so I can catch up on the points next week. Um, Thanks both of you for your contributions today. Pleasure. Um, If you're listening to this on Thursday, you've got to check out the Wales Online coverage of Deadline Day. It's going to be a busy one. Joe Ledley may be and others in the discussion too. Um, But for now, obviously you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or listen on Wales Online. Um, But for now, that's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening and uh, goodbye.